Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today, well, we're talking about organising things. Um, winter is such a great time of year to kind of get stuck in and organising stuff, whether it is the shed, the greenhouse, your favourite recipes that have been collecting in a box for forever, that guest room that's become more of a storage room, a pantry, even your seeds. Um, you know, this is this kind of episode comes from um, the fact that sometimes on the homestead, um, our best laid plans um, have to be changed. So this weekend, um, we had planned to get out into the garden and actually um, finish putting the cardboard down and getting things prepped ready for spring. Um, kind of thought that we had a little bit longer before the snow was going to come through. Well, Mother Nature had other intentions and uh, we got um, at least six inches of snow dumped on us. Uh, over the weekend so now we have been spending more time doing things indoors and with doing those kind of activities um, it has kind of made me realize that there's some clear organization that needs to happen to help things be a lot more efficient in you know definitely preparing for spring and uh, getting the seed starting going but other things too like buildings outside storage sheds greenhouses right this time of year um you know especially if you're in milder climates gives you a great opportunity to get out there move things around take stock of what you have and what you might need for spring um getting out there and moving stuff around is going to help deter rodents as well because you know cold weather tends to bring rodents in and oh my gosh let me tell you living in an old house weird and wonderful noises in a night and i've already talked about the thing in the walls um but the other night there was something gnawing at the wall um and it was of course right by the bed so right next to like where i'm sleeping i'm sort of woken up by this like wood gnawing sound and you know when i was younger i had pet rats so i kind of know what the sound of like rodent gnawing on wood is Anyway, so I'm kind of, I wake up and I turn on the light, which, you know, unfortunately woke up my husband. So he was a total delight. Um, you know, when I'm like, shush, 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 be quiet, be quiet. There's something going on. And he's like, what, what, what? And then he heard it and he was like, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I was like, I don't know. Um, and I guess, you know, I started banging on the wall to get it to stop and it would stop a bit. And then, you know, it would come right back again. So... You know, my husband kind of rolls out of bed and disappears for a minute and then comes back and hands me a hammer. And then, you know, so we tapped on, on the wall, you know, getting a little bit harder with the smacking. And then, you know, the gnawing stopped and it stopped for a lot longer. And then it happened back again. And then we hit it all with a hammer again. And then it stopped again. And that, this kind of went on for about an hour. Um, and it was like, I don't know, two in the morning or something, something ridiculous time and um eventually it stopped so i guess whatever critter it was in the walls kind of decided ah oh, this is too much hassle for me i'm gonna go do something else but you know one of the things that i never realized when i was gardening was quite how much rodents really like to set up shop 
and things that you know you don't necessarily think about having rodents setting up shopping so the greenhouse was a very popular place for rodents to come because it was dry over winter it was warmer than some of the areas same with the sheds and one of the mistakes that i made was i pulled out a bunch of um seeds from the garden um that had been drying in the field and i'd left them in the greenhouse so i basically had this beautiful five-star dry accommodation for rats plus a all-you-can-eat buffet of seeds some of it was corn some of it was um like brassica seeds stuff like that that i hadn't you know even thought about um you know with being a pest problem but i'd inadvertently created one so one of the things that, that you know i kind of want to let you know especially if you're a new gardener is you know when it comes to your seeds and putting them somewhere you don't necessarily want them to be in places where number one you're not readily there all the time to you know kind of show that it's occupied and kind of deter some of the pests but also you don't want to be leaving these things out because they are a source of food for the animals that are out there so you know if you're going to be you know saving seed and you want things to you know dry out and stuff you know make sure that you've got these things in in an area where rodents are not going to be getting in but i do digress so what are some of the other things that you can be organizing you know out in a shed or a greenhouse well your tools and seed starting supplies are an obvious um beginning point certainly for me like i always clean my seed starting trays i clean my flower pots even the tools like my trowels my gardening forks all those kind of things right because by cleaning them you're going to help reduce soil bond diseases from being spread and i know that sounds really silly like well i'm just going to be putting my gardening fork and my trowel back in the garden why should i be cleaning it but actually there's a lot of diseases that absolutely love being in the soil and they live in the soil and thrive there and you know if you've been kind of using your trowel somewhere in the garden that's had a soil bond disease problem and then you're bringing it over you're mixing up your seed starting mix you're getting you know the water together making it all nice and moist in there you're going to be spreading those soil bond diseases and you know your little delicate seedlings you know they're just just starting they're little babies and their ability to kind of manage you know an onslaught of you know different um you know soil bond disease problems like damping off and stuff are very very limited so if you're having kind of problems or you've had problems before with um damping off being an issue like your seedlings are all dying and stuff and getting moldy and things like that then maybe try cleaning your seed starting stuff first give it all a really good scrub out hot soapy water you know thoroughly clean it let it dry before starting your seeds again and get some new seed starting mix and then you know make sure your tools and things are all clean before you get going if you have you know lived in an area where there's blight and things like that that become a problem making sure things like your secateurs and your hand pruners are clean like you've you know scrub those with hot soapy water made sure they're thoroughly dry re-oiled them stuff like that that is going to help and certainly um some of the 
you know farmers um that i've talked to over the years they've said that they actually wipe down their secateurs their pruning shears when they're going from like plant to plant um or even like after each cut in some cases they wipe it down with um like rubbing alcohol to kill off anything that's there to help try and reduce those diseases from spreading so that's just a little tip for you but one of the things that i really want to get into today is about organizing your seeds so let's talk about why you might want to organize your seeds and the obvious reason is to really see what you have and what you need to replace and um, just like if you were organizing a pantry or kitchen cupboards right you want to be seeing what have i actually got how much is left so you want to be looking at the seed packets that you have how many seeds are left in the packet for example, were you planning on sowing three Brandywine tomatoes only to open the packet and find, uh-oh, there's only one seed left in here. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you've got, you know, enough seeds that are going to work with the plan that you've been working on, um, but also that you've given yourself enough time to be able to, you know, reorder more if you need to. Um, one of the other things that I like to do is check and see, am I flush with seed varieties that I don't really care for? Like varieties that I've tried, I don't really like them, my family don't really like them, you know, they're not doing a lot of good just sitting there in the totes, right? We want to, you know, share those seeds and, you know, somebody else might get a lot of joy from those and you never know. Um, certainly now that I've moved to a shorter growing season, I've got varieties that are much more suited to longer growing seasons. So I'm always looking for ways that I can swap and share those with other people so they're able to grow them and use them and save those seeds. So having a good understanding of what you actually have and taking stock of those is a really great opportunity and one of the things that i've found certainly in my disorganized seed <laughs> stash is that i have multiples of the same variety and one of the things that i've been doing certainly now we've got a lot of snow on the ground and i've not really been able to get out and finish up some of the activities that i've wanted to do in the garden particularly but i've been able to take an inventory of what it is that i actually have and i found that i've had multiple things but here's the thing as i've kind of been sitting through those catalogs and kind of marking with a little asterisk like oh this variety i'd quite like to try and oh this variety i'd quite like to try and in the other catalog like circling some other things oh i'd really like to try these guess what i've already got some of those seeds in the seed stash and i didn't know like some of the things that i'd had i'd gotten through a seed swap or you know they were like a free packet from you know a magazine or you know just sent with a, an order that i had so it's definitely worth checking your seeds before you go ahead and buy more. Um, another reason to organize is to see how old your seeds are getting. Seeds are a living thing and their ability to germinate diminishes over time. Some seeds like parsnips and onions degrade very quickly and germination rates really decline. Um, for parsnips and onions the germination rates are already pretty low they're around 60 to 70 percent you know on a good day um so the older those seeds get the more rapidly that they're starting to um get with the germination rate so it might be at 40 percent after a year and typically you'll see in most seed catalogs that they recommend that you purchase particularly parsnip seeds and i've seen it with onions too but most definitely parsnips they recommend that you buy it again every year and um, because it degrades so rapidly now 
you know, keeping seeds cool and dry and dark, much better than keeping them in warm conditions. You're going to help prolong that longevity of the seed. Old seeds are going to germinate, but you're going to need to sow much more in terms of the number of seeds to account for the seeds dying out and not germinating. So let's say you've got a modular seed tray you know, your parsnip seeds or whatever, although you probably don't want to put parsnips in a seed tray, but it, let's let's say that you were, right? Um, parsnips, by the way, are a root vegetable and are much better off being directly sown in the garden. Um, but for this exercise, let's say that we're going to put them into the root tray, right? Into a modular tray. So we're going to sow them in there. Let's say we're going to put out I don't know, 10 seeds, right? Let's try and keep the math easy, right? It's <laughs> probably not going to do 100 seeds but let's stick with 10 right you sow out 10 seeds let's say that that seed packet says it's got a 70 percent germination rate so seven seeds come up so seven divided by 10 times 100 is 70 percent right so after a year let's say that it is really dropped and you sow 10 seeds again and only four come up well that's four divided by 10 times 100 that is 40%, right? So you're going to need to account for that when you were then sowing your seeds in the garden. So if you wanted, you know, 10 parsnip plants to be able to grow, then you're going to need to factor in that you've got a much lower germination rate. You're going to have to sow out so many more um, to account for that to be able to have 10 parsnips for you to be able to harvest. So that is a really good thing to keep an eye on when it comes to your seed stash, that you are actually using up seeds and not letting them get too old. But how old really is too old for seeds? Well, given that seeds of or plants have been able to be germinated from seeds that have found, like being found in archaeological digs, seeds can last a very long time. They lay dormant basically until the conditions are just right for them to germinate and sprout. And as a gardener, if you're trying to grow food reliably, then you want your seeds to be reliable too. Saved seeds from your garden is definitely going to be better. And, you know, saved seed from the garden germinates faster. And I've found over the years and the process of saving seed and replanting it out and things like that, that those seeds are much quicker to get established in the garden. That's why I really love land races. I love this kind of gardening it's a lot more holistic and you know it's easier on the old pocketbook and the wallet as well as being easier for me as a gardener but a good rule of thumb is to really try and grow out your seeds every two to three years and save seeds again to refresh your seed bank whether you are trying to save heirloom seeds as heirlooms whether you're working on creating your own land race variety even if you're trying to do your own kind of crazy plant breeding project right like my overwintered leeks that don't need any frost protection right that's a specific kind of thing that i'm working on right but a good rule is you want to grow things out every two to three years that's going to help things kind of stay fresh and be able to germinate at a reasonable rate of germination right you don't want to be trying to you know squirrel away with really low germination rates of things because it's just frustrating as you and if you're a new gardener right is it because that your seeds or your seedlings are dying you know are not coming up because you've got old seed is it because the soil's dodgy are you doing something wrong right it just takes all that frustration out of it by having things nice and fresh 
Now, if you're going to save seeds, you're going to end up with more than you can use, right? So it's a really great opportunity to share them with a seed library or start a seed library in your local community, a seed swap or even starting a seed swap, right? Or just to give them to a friend or somebody who's starting to grow a garden, right? Help get them set up for success. And another good reason for organizing your seeds is to make sure that your packaging is still intact never see this written anywhere but I always run into this problem and I don't know if you ever have too right especially when you've got those seed packets and you carefully like open up the the flap so you can get the seeds out only that it ends up tearing across half of it and then you left the packet somewhere and it got wet and then it all just kind of like gummed up again so now you're having to like tear it out a bit more anyway so I end up with like rolled over torn seed packets like quite a lot actually more than I care to admit but I do and sometimes like just the the packaging themselves hasn't been great so maybe there's like a bit of glue missing or something on you know the bottom end of the packet and seeds have escaped so every time I seem to pull out my seed collection I'm always finding what I call seed surprises um that are things that have fallen out of the packets and just kind of collate at the bottom of the container I love finding those because I always grow them out just for fun because I have no idea what they are. Sometimes, you know, it's it's a lot of brassicas or, you know, maybe it's like a mixture of like brassicas, lettuce and tomatoes, whatever it is. I'll just kind of sow those seeds out individually or I'll just toss them out in the garden and see what happens, right? It's kind of fun seeing what comes up sometimes. <laughs> And, you know, again, it's an opportunity for these seeds to, to grow. And even if they don't amount to anything, you know, things end up in the compost and so they're still contributing to the garden. But if you have containers that are broken or rip packets, then um, having some tape um, helps as, as does uh, moving seeds into jars, right? That's going to help take care of that problem because they're in a more sturdy container. But what about actually organizing your seeds? Because there's so many different ways to garden there's so many different ways to organize stuff you know you they're your seeds you can organize them how you like right you might like to put them in alphabetical order by vegetable type so starting with a for arugula and then artichoke moving on to b for basil and beans and broccoli right i think you get the idea maybe you want to then organize like sub organization of your seeds so the plant type alphabetically but then the variety alphabetically too like i don't know dutch market greyhound calabas new jersey and wakefield cabbages um or maybe you just want to organize them by their dates so you can use up the older seed first right totally up to you uh, you might want to organize by season so you've got summer veggies together and then your cool weather veggies separately or you know spring veg that are super quick growing and then your summer veggies and then your fall and then your winter whatever if you're interested in biodynamic growing then organizing your seeds by the four types so root leaf flower and fruit can be very helpful especially when you're trying to plan like what things can be sown on what days having them organized in that manner can be very helpful I've seen seed collections that are just thrown into an old biscuit or cookie tin, others that were highly inventoried and more organized than, you know, the best library in the world. How were mine organized? Well, when we moved, I put the seeds in totes in the car with my doggies. Um, so there is no organization other than by packaging type. My seeds are in a collection of various jars, paper lunch bags, envelopes, 
and seat packets so they don't all fit in a cupboard or a tote just yet right i've got several totes um in fact those of you that are a part of the facebook group may have seen a picture of the totes stacked up of my seats <laughs> that i posted right i just have things kind of all thrown in at the minute glass jars i really like they're one of the best methods to store seeds it protects them from the air the moisture bugs rodents and pests but glass jars take up a lot of room there's nothing wrong with having seeds in envelopes and in a tote to keep them dry i want to move things to glass jars especially with living more rurally now and having rodents that i know are you know getting into the house and stuff like that i don't want them getting into my seed stash like you know they did when i learned that mistake earlier on in my seed saving and gardening um enterprises much much earlier so you know how will i organize my seeds well okay i'm a bit of a nerd um i will probably be organizing them alphabetically and by date so if i've got multiple packets of the same variety then the older one will probably be ahead of the other one my analytical brain really likes order which is funny because in the garden completely the opposite is true but as i've started being you know going through and actually inventorying my seeds i have this spreadsheet and it basically is a list of the varieties the days to maturity like based on the frost dates when i can start seeds when i need to have them started it's like a seed starting calendar basically that i've created and the reason that i did that was to help make seed starting like a lot easier to follow because i can just print out the spreadsheet organize it by the month so i know like oh this week i need to start you know um celery seeds this week i need to start um celeriac oh now i need to start peppers now i need to start tomatoes and melons and whatever right i need that kind of step by step because it helps me not to forget for these things right we're all busy right we've got a job we've got families we've got hobbies we have a million and one other things to to be doing but if we're wanting to have success in our garden then really using some of these tools to you know help get things organized ahead of time particularly in winter when there's not a lot going on is going to help you kind of get things together quickly and help hit you know your garden running basically when spring gets here so i would really like to know from you how are you organizing your seeds and how are you organizing your seed starting let me know in the facebook group until next time i hope your garden grows beautifully and i'll see you next week